listening to the Adam and Kyle podcast, where we hope to ignite inspiration through seeking the extraordinary and the ordinary. We will bring you episodes where we will let you in on our decades-long journey as friends and have conversations with guests about their passions, learning through lived experiences, and what challenges and excites them. Also, listen for bonus episodes that revolve around our shared love for music as we take a deep dive into our favorite bands, albums, and what we're spinning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Here's What's Spinning. This is the Adam and Kyle podcast. Uh, for this episode, we are going to be doing a uh, rundown of some previous guests' suggestions for us. Um, so that includes uh, our guest Alex Black and Robert Belcham. And then as per our new format that Kyle told you about last last episode, um, Kyle and I both have a bunch of stuff that we gave each other that we're going to be going over. But first, I have some news, and it actually relates to the band that is on Kyle's t-shirt at the moment. Oh. I have news. Well, well I know they're still kicking. News. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can guess. They are <laughs> still kicking. Um Okay, bear with me. I'm going to read you this entire article. And it's not like it's not like too too long, but it's it's interesting. And if you're into like conspiracy theories, this is going to be kind of interesting for y'all. That sounds awesome. Um, when when you read it, can you do the voices? <laughs> the voice the voices of who? Whoever's Whom? talking. Just do different voices. <laughs> I can. I think it's just one guy. Oh, okay. like it's just a it's just one guy talk or Actually, no, he does. There's a quote here from Bruce Dickinson. <clears throat> nice. So I can try and try and do a Bruce Dickinson. Try and do a Bruce Dickinson. Um, okay. So this is from, this is from a, a magazine called Hot Press in the UK. And this is written by Edwin McPhee. So I'll just state him so that I can, you can go look at this article later if you want. <clears throat> so. The headline of the article is A Feast of New Music on the Way from Iron Maiden? Question mark. And he says, While yesterday Iron Maiden frontman Bruce Dickinson made the headlines about his comments on Brexit, I didn't, I don't know about any of that, but during an appearance on Sky News, Edwin McPhee was much more interested in what it said on his t-shirt. HP's resident Maiden maniac explains further as he attempts to unravel the ongoing mystery behind Belshazzar's feast. This time 24 hours ago, I think it's fair to say that save for those of you who paid attention during religion session lessons at school, most people had never heard of Belshazzar's feast. Have you heard of Belshazzar's feast? No, but it sounds like the name of a <clears throat> demon of some kind. Totally. Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, however, after spotting Iron Maiden frontman and notorious titillator Bruce Dickinson was wearing a t-shirt emblazoned with those words, I decided to strap on my tinfoil hat 
and do a bit of digging to find out what it all meant. First of all, <clears throat> Belshazzar's feast is also known as the story of the writing on the wall, which appears in the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. Why is this relevant, you ask? While, well, in the new artwork released a few months ago for Iron Maiden's Legacy of the Beast Tour 2022, readers spot the legend W-O-T-W behind their famous Eddie mascot. And it's written on a wall. Fast forward to June 28th, and Bruce Dickinson is sporting the aforementioned Belshazzar's Feast t-shirt on the television. When asked what Iron Maiden were up to, Bruce Dickinson replied, he couldn't say it was a secret, but it will be revealed shortly, and then remarked, I can tell you what it is, but it's right in front of you. <laughs> um, what was right in front of us? The words Belshazzar's feast peeping out under his denim shirt. Follow. Um, and then he said, I inspected going. I just, I drank a bunch of beers and started going down a, a black hole investigating. Um, a few hours later, the tre uh, my treasure hunt picked up pace when images of posters for Belshazzar's feast began appearing on Twitter, which were strategically placed at the recent download festival, which is played at Donington, which Iron Maiden has headlined countless times. Um, after a full examination of the poster, I spotted a few things. Um, so I know you and other listeners can't see the poster, but it just says Bel Belshazzar's feast live forever, man or beast, heaven or hell 1507. Um, oh, so exhibit a soon. Yeah. Exhibit <laughs> a is Roman numerals that say I am X V I, which translated the Roman numerals could mean I am for Iron Maiden and I and X V I is 17. And 17 is um, the follow-up. The follow-up to 2015's Book of Souls would be album number 17 for Iron isn't, Maiden. Isn't XVI 16? Is it XVII? Oh, yeah. Sorry, XVII. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, their, their next album would be their 17th studio album. So it says IMXVII That's in the awesome. bottom corner. And then the three titles, Live Forever, Man or Beast, and Heaven and Hell, just could be like potential song titles or lyrics. And then the poster, like you reacted to, says 1507, which is July 7th. Um, and then there was a, there's a singer named Frank Turner based out of the UK who is a huge Iron Maiden fan, who was also at Download Festival and was wearing a Belshazzar's Feast t-shirt as well. And then in his interview, um, the guy asked Frank Turner about his thoughts about the rumored new Iron Maiden album. And apparently he, <laughs> so he, he got a big smile on his face and then unzipped his hoodie that revealed the Belshazzar's Feast t-shirt. Um, and then with the whole, like, going on with the whole 17 thing, um, the, the the posters and the whole 
Bruce Dickinson appearance with his t-shirt of Belshazzar's Feast started on June 28th and 17 days after that will be July 15th, which is when they said, which is the date on the thing. So that's the whole, that's it. So that's the whole little like conspiracy around their new album. And of course, people are thinking like, it's going to be some sort of concept album about whatever this Belshazzar's Feast is all about. So there you totally. go. Totally. That sounds awesome. The uh, it, it actually hardly sounds like a conspiracy. It sounds like they're like putting all the hints right in front of us. <laughs> well, especially Bruce Dickinson with that one comment where he's like, I can't tell you about the new album, but the answer is right in front of you. And he's wearing the shirt. <laughs> totally. And like, yeah, I, I'd be pretty surprised if something didn't happen on July 15th. Yeah, I think uh, I think they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> So, actually, um, yeah, yeah it'd, it'd be awesome if they did a, a concept album. Like, I mean, um, Iron Maiden, obviously they're awesome and they're one of the only bands that I still fanboy about, but, uh, their, their last few albums I've found gotten a little bit, uh, repetitive, but it'd be cool to hear what they're doing with this regardless, because hmm. I, I just love them. So, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. You say that we need to do an Iron Maiden episode. We do. Yeah. And I'm actually I'm super curious. Yeah, and I should actually clarify that um, I believe that, except for the very last uh, album, because the very last album I thought was amazing. The Book of Souls? Yes. Yeah, I loved that one. Yeah. But their, their one right before that, we won't get too much into this, their one right before that, The Final Frontier, Yeah, has arguably one of their best songs they've done since... Since like Bruce rejoined the band in 2000, since like the whole like, like when Brave New World came out. Yeah. And so in that last, like in that, in the last 20 years of like what you could arguably call like the third iteration of, of Iron Maiden. Um, yeah, there's the song Starblind off of Final Frontier, I think is arguably one of the best songs they've, they've written since then. Wow, but the rest right of the on. album was just kind of, was kind of whatever. But anyway. All right. <laughs> so that's Iron Maiden. Okay. Um, that's really exciting. Other... Like I say, they're, they're the only band I still fanboy over. So they, uh, I, I'm really excited. Totally. Um, I have one other news that I wanted to ask if you've heard about. Have you oh, heard? Sorry, but sorry to interrupt again. I just wanted to compliment oh. you on your uh, impression of Bruce Dickinson, though. It was <laughs> it was just subtle enough uh, that it was clear that who was talking. So right. thank you for doing the voices. <laughs> no problem. I, I was, I should have been a little, sounded a little more angry. <laughs> I feel like he's kind of a grumpy old man at this point, but. Totally. Okay. Tell me about your one more news. One more news. Have you seen the lineup obviously all the, there's all these festivals coming out right right away have you seen the lineup for hellfest in france this june no okay before you look at it okay let me just okay so this they they are doing a festival over seven days and this like the lineup is the maybe the craziest festival. Not maybe. It's the craziest festival lineup I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Um, 
So like super quickly, I was going to try and do this as fast as I can. I'm going in order of the headliners and then going down. Okay. This is who's at this festival. And go. Deftones, Faith No More, Avenge Sevenfold, Scorpions, Nine Inch Nails, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Black Label Society, Ministry, Airborne, Whitesnake, Korn, Megadeth, The Offspring, Rival Sons, UFO, Gary Clark Jr., Avatar, Sabaton, Nightwish, Alice Cooper, Epica, Bring Me the Horizon, Megadeth, um, Halloween, Judas Priest, Deep Purple, Airborne, Volbeat, Five Finger Death Punch, Iron Maiden, Suicidal Tendencies, Social Distortion, Rise Against, Bad Religion, The Exploited, Hate Breed, Monster Magnet, Converge, um, Sepultura, Obituary, and then that's just like the headliners on the main stages on those days. That's insane. So then after that, there's like 80 bands on this list. And then after that, you've got bands like um, that are not even like close to headlining. You've got bands like um, Avatar, Blind Guardian, Symphony X, Dream Theater, Dragon Force, um, Steel Panther, Ailstorm, Opeth, Mastodon, Shinedown, Leprous, Soen, <laughs> Anti-Flag, while she sleeps, counterparts beneath the massacre, who are awesome, by the way, shout out Montreal, of mice and men, suicide silence, and then it just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. Baroness, like literally everyone who's everyone is on this bill. That's insane. Like, and there's such a wide variety of genres too. Like, obviously, all in the rock or heavier uh, genre, but. Uh, like to go from the offspring to Mastodon. <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway, that's, cool. that's happening um, next year at this like June 26th, 2022. I should start saving. Yeah, I want to go. I think I saw I saw ticket prices. They're like 500 bucks, like Canadian. For three days? Seven. 500 bucks for seven days. Yeah. That's really, really valuable. Yep. Just you have to get to France and be in France for seven days also. I mean, that's not the worst thing. <laughs> no, I've, I've got no problem with going to France. I just, I understand it's expensive to go there. Yeah. So anyway, that's Hellfest if you're into festivals. I am. I've been to a festival in so long. I would be like, I'm an old man now. <laughs> so, like a seven day festival, it would be exhausting, but amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I'd get to see Iron Maiden again. I have a feeling we'll get to see them in the next couple years anyway. Right on. They're still rumored to be doing their, um, to be doing a, uh, like a Gods of Heavy Metal tour with Judas Priest, which was supposed to be happening. And then the pandemic hit. And then I think Rob Halford got sick or something like that. Right. That's still apparently in the works, uh, like a co-headlining tour, which would be awesome. That would be awesome. But anyway. Um, do you have anything music related you wanted to? Music has 12 notes in Western <laughs> music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> that's that's the most news I've got, and that's very old news. So <laughs> that's very old news. Perfect. Um, I don't think I have any new album announcements for you. So that's that's good. Cool. So I guess we could just bust into it. Let's bust into it. I was just going to say the new Scale the Summit album did come out, and it's very good. That is a Jackhammer Bullet, or that's a song off the album. That's the song off the album, yep. What's the album called? Um, Subjects. Nice, nice. And they've got, yeah, they've got, uh, they did like two versions because they're typically an instrumental band. So they released an instrumental version and a version with uh, like eight guest vocalists, which include Ross Jennings from Haken and our girl Courtney. Uh, I'd love her. She's, <laughs> although I've never met her, so maybe love is a strong word. <laughs> maybe she's a, Maybe she's annoying. I don't know. Hey, they're hanging out in Victoria right now, and I'll be there next month. So nice. I'll be just looking for girls with blue hair. Yeah. Ask her <laughs> to go for a beer. I would. And then tell her to say hi to your friend Kyle. <laughs> well, Frick, if she agreed to go to a, uh, go for a beer with me, I'd just be like, listen, just come on to our podcast and we'll shoot the shit. Yeah, totally. That'll be that day. Okay, where do you want to start? Uh, I think we should start with uh, Alex Black's stuff. Okay. So before we get into his suggestions from that podcast, uh, did you look into any of his like parents and his parents' history stuff? Um, I watched that video of his dad. Yeah, unless you care. <laughs> on the show, which was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. It so, was awesome. Yeah, for those that didn't tune into the episode with uh, Alex Black as our guest, his dad is Terry Black, which was a uh, child pop star many years ago. And he has uh, his hit song, Unless You Care, is what we were told to listen to. And so I went and looked it up yeah. on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like as far as oldies songs go, like it's great. Like I'm actually not even surprised that he was a child star. Right. Yeah, it was awesome. And yeah. just kind of hilarious. Very hilarious. From like the stories he told us about it and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, so, the other one that he had suggested that we listen to is actually his mom and his dad together. I believe his mom is Laurel Ward. And they did a song together called Going Down on the Road to LA. Um, and same thing. Like, it's like, it reminds me of a lot of other popular songs from that era. So like, I'm not mm -hmm. even surprised that it was hitting charts. Totally. And then I re-listened to the name of the songs now escaping me. The big one that she did the backing vocals on. The, um. <laughs> oh my God. It's right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah. For some reason I didn't write it down. That was one of the first things I listened to. I was like, because it's like a super, super famous song. And I was like, oh, yeah, she did the packing vocals. What I wish that we could sound called? prepared and knew it. <laughs> oh, man. But hey, we listened to the more obscure <laughs> stuff. So we get points for that. Yeah, fair enough. Bob Seeger. Night Moves. Well, 
blame it on the night moves. That's right. So yeah, Laura Ward. I've actually played night moves lots and lots of cover bands. And uh, yeah, I yeah, that's pretty cool that Laura Ward, um, Alex's mom, did the backing vocals on that. Yeah, really cool. Okay. What was the first? I really, there was only really two albums he told us about that he's really into at the moment. That's right. Um, besides one that we already have talked about. So he, he mentioned Royal Blood Typhoons. Which, uh, yeah, so we can just briefly, yeah. Still awesome. I listen to it again just for the sake of, because it's a great rock and roll disco. It is. Yeah. We've mentioned it before on the show, and it's Royal Blood. They're just a hit factory. Totally. And they're just awesome. And this album's no different. Uh then he recommended Death From Above 1979. The new album is for lovers. Yes. What'd you think? Um, it was it was pretty good. Like I like Death From Above's sound. Yeah. Um, like that kind of like stoner metal-y kind of like drony. Like it's just a, their bass player, I believe. Kind of like Royal Blood actually, a duo. Just right. bass and drums. Um, and so, yeah, like I dig the sound of the album, but the like actual album itself, it was like, it was, it was okay. I found it a little boring. Okay. That's, that's interesting. I noticed a lot of like experimental, like proggy twists to it. So I kind of liked how it, um, it was similar to the old stuff and definitely their sound, but I did, I thought they took a little bit more liberty with structure and and riffs mm-hmm. and stuff so i mean i kept it in my library yeah i want to i want to listen to it again um and so it'll still be kind of in my rotation but again all of this comes down to mood cuz you'll it see totally from does. some <laughs> of the some of the songs that you gave me i think i was not necessarily in a bad mood but i think i was just kind of in like a eh, mood and it might change when I listen to these things again. Totally. That, well, that happened to me when we did the uh, uh, Here's a Spinning with Calm Mudge. I was just pissed off yeah. at everything. I was like, I don't want to listen to any of these songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was pretty good. It was nice to see that they're still doing stuff. Yep. But definitely didn't catch me like some of their other albums do. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah. I guess, uh, oh. sorry, before we go on, there was Alex Black recommended we listen to the new single by Chiverches, do you? Oh, yeah, Chiverches. Okay, I didn't listen to that. Okay, I don't know how you feel about Chiverches, but eh. <laughs> it, I, I honestly don't really know them that well. So Yeah, um, it's got a ton of plays. It's like, uh, let me actually just look it up because it would surprise me. Chiverches. When did that become a trend, by the way, the whole, the whole, like, let's spell, let's use a V as a U. I have no idea. <laughs> but, uh, it? it's the how it, not to drown one. Yeah. So it's got two and a half million plays already. Jeez. One of their songs has just under 500 million <laughs> streams on Spotify. That's insane. Holy so clearly they're hitting someone. It's just not me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's why it's Marshmallow featuring Chiverches, that weird little DJ with a marshmallow head. Oh, oh I don't know him. 
I, I know enough to know that I don't like him. Or her. <laughs> I don't know who it is actually under there. It's just a marshmallow. Did you just identify or assume the gender of a marshmallow? I did. <laughs> uh, so, so anyways, yeah, it, uh, it didn't grab me at all. I could tell it's well written and produced, but it's just not for me. So yeah. Sorry, Alex. Yeah. Thanks for the suggestion. <laughs> That's maybe the first suggestion in the history of him suggesting me music that I didn't. Well, I didn't actually listen to it. I don't know if I don't like it. <laughs> Fair enough. But he's he's uh, introduced me to some incredible bands. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to that episode. Totes. The Adam and Kyle podcast available everywhere where you stream your podcasts. <laughs> So let's go into, this is the new format. So Adam and I gave each other recommendations mm -hmm. off air. So I don't know, Adam, do you want to do your recommendations to me first or my recommendations to you or how do you want to? I'll, I'll go first. I'll, I'll go over the ones you gave me. Sure. Um, so yeah. So with the new, with the new format, you'll be hearing these, the hearing the list and then hearing the reaction live, which is fun. Um, okay. So going in no particular order, although I did want to start with this. So you told me to listen to the new single by ginger called vortex. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm not like, I'm, I haven't really liked them a ton in the past, but I love this song. Do you? Okay. <laughs> I really like it. I like a lot. I've listened to it a, a ton of times. Um, and the video, the music video that goes along with it is also very cool. Um, but yeah, I just really love how the song is composed and, and laid out. Like, I really like the kind of softer beginning and her soft Gwen Stefani vocals. <laughs> um, like, I just get like major No Doubt vibes. Right. Like old school kind of grungy No Doubt vibes, but with like a emphasis on like the prog right um and so i really like the beginning of the song and how it's like really driven by the instruments and especially that drummer is he's so good super on point and like all those like little yeah. ghost notes he was doing and stuff the like that yeah the, that's like his signature is those ghost notes yeah so really really cool um and then and then the song just freaking rips you apart for the last like two minutes so it's kind of cool how it's composed that way mm -hmm. um but it kind of it kind of fits with if you watch the video and and look at the lyrics it kind of fits with the video and how the lyrics are oh, okay um so yeah look into that because it's kind of cool Nice. I, I loved it too. Just for the record, it, uh, it mm -hmm. doesn't grab me as well as some of the other 
older stuff from Ginger, but it does make me really excited for anything new that is coming out. And I haven't seen the video, so I'll have to look into that. But it uh, that new kind of Gwen Stefani singing with the screaming, like that's kind of the direction that they're going, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the new album, and then I did end up going back and listening to a, like their latest like studio album and their EPs, and I did like it a lot more than I liked it before. Right on. So yeah, I'm the world, uh, the world of ginger is opening to you. The world of ginger. <laughs> um. Yeah, she, I mean, they're all just super talented and she's a phenomenal singer. So um, the next one you told me to li- listen to, The Brothers Landreth. Um, yeah, I didn't have time to like listen to a full album, but I listened to like a good chunk of a of good mix of their songs, like between nice. their covers um, and a few songs from their like 87 album. And their very first album as well. And yeah, the, yeah. the first like EP thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's all really good. They're really, really talented songwriters is the one thing that stuck stuck out to me the most. Totally. Besides the fact that they just like sound really good. Um, and yeah, that covers album is really cool too. Mm-hmm. There's some covers on there the, you don't expect. Totally. Um, yeah, that their their "How Deep Is Your Love" cover is really cool. Yeah, that's the one that uh, most people recognize for sure. Totally. But yeah, I liked all their stuff. That "Let It Die" album uh, sounds like it's really good. I want to listen to like all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I got up to like I got up to like greenhouse so like halfway through. Oh, nice. And yeah. Um it's all really good stuff, just like super chill, well written. Really cool guitar work and their vocals sound great together. They had the opportunity to play with the Winnipeg Symphony and Orchestra and I went to that show and they played this Let It Lie album and it was oh my dude, God, that was dude it was it was so good. <laughs> That sounds incredible. That's one of my dreams. I mean, my our 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 dreams of of being in like a touring band, I think, are over. <laughs> but yeah. I would like it's it's one of my bucket list things that I would love to play with a live orchestra one day. Totally. If I ever for some if we ever somehow got the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think that'd just be super cool. Because yeah. Anytime bands do that, it sounds great. Even Metallica. <laughs> um, okay, the next one, Vivaldi. <laughs> um, it's kind of a super random one to get into. Um, but I mean, like I did listen to a couple of the songs, uh, and he's just like, he's a legendary composer, obviously. And if anyone out there is familiar with... Um, the show the chef's table on netflix you you'll hear that you'll hear his um four seasons song nice um or or an excerpt of it at least yeah because the Which four is, seasons is like four concertos yeah yeah 
But the one the one video that your your Canadiana music posted was that same excerpt from the chef's table thing. Oh, is it? That's funny. Yeah, the the yeah, that's the that's the theme song for the chef's table on Netflix. Oh, that's so funny. Um, but I mean, when you I mean when you look into like composers and especially on like these streaming websites, it's very hard to find like original recordings. They're all like usually either redone or redone by an orchestra or something like that but totally which i think is I normal mean, because yeah. they are composers right they're they're not actually well they're players but they're they're composers for orchestras right so they didn't have streaming in the 1300s <laughs> you're saying no they didn't in fact <laughs> <laughs> they did have streams that that did exist but right that's where they got their water not where they listen to music there you go. Um, so yeah, I mean, Vivaldi, I mean, I'm not super into classical music. Like I, I'm not one of those people that can just put it on. No, it's got to be in a pretty good, pretty interesting mood to put on classical. Either I'm working hard and just want something in the background or I'm just in a weird mood. <laughs> the reason I liked Vivaldi though, like because I had witnessed the four seasons being played by that um, quartet with Canadiana. Um, is it just like, I think that Vivaldi influences so much of what we know as heavy metal today. Yeah. Like totally. even that, even that riff that like it just, you could break that down into riffs from like thrash metal and Metallica, right? Like <laughs> totally. I think that's a lot of classical to mm -hmm. be honest. Um, Yeah. There's some really cool stuff. If you if you deep dive into some classical, which I here and there have done, like I know like the really big songs. Right. Kind of thing. But like, yeah. Definitely influenced by that for sure. Um, next one. Muse. Yeah. They re-released is the 20th anniversary of origin of symmetry and they re-released it remixed remastered um there's a little documentary like little i mean like just a few minutes long on muse's youtube page that kind of talks about a little bit about what went into redoing this album um so i mean origin of symmetry is already my favorite muse album nice and I mean, the, it, they, it sounds incredible. Um, I don't even know what else to say. Like they, it, it, it made a huge difference, I would say. With how you hear it and how you listen to it, like, especially on a good set of headphones. Um, yeah, they, the songs just kind of felt bigger and they already sound big enough for like a three piece. But like, mm -hmm. yeah, I was really impressed with, with how it sounded. So yeah, I loved it. Cool. Cool. And I love that album. <laughs> yeah. I don't have much to say on it. Muse, like I really love a lot of their stuff. Um, and I actually only started digging into them once I saw that, had the opportunity to see them live. But uh, I just don't have much to say about it just because they're not like, I'm not a number one fan by any means. Oh yeah, me neither. But 
yeah, if you just compare it, if you just do like a side by side comparison of the the original recording, like even with the first track, Newborn. Yeah. The original recording and this one, it's it's pretty significant. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. That's a good idea. Uh okay, moving on. <laughs> Sturgill Simpson. Um <laughs> this this was a weird journey. Um I mean I, I mean I listened to a few songs and every song sound sounded different. <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> so like he's one of those ones where you could just put his discography on shuffle and kind of like our playlist, you'd just get kind of something different here and there every time. But actually I I liked his more like his straight up kind of country sounding stuff. I liked the most. I totally agree with that. Yep. Then some of his like weirder, like he had some like electronic -y ones and even some like hard rocky ones. Um, but like he's got a killer voice and like a voice for country music. So I, I kind of liked that stuff a little more. Yeah. Like I think that he's kind of like taken what the Zach Brown band does and taken it even further, but his mm -hmm. niche really sounds really good in country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Journey. <laughs> Their new single. <laughs> the way we used to be. Um, I mean, it. it's good. It sounds like Journey. Like it's a pretty basic, straightforward song. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like Journey. Um, but for those of you that don't know, their new singer... Uh, Arnell Pineda, he joined the band in 2007 and he was one of those subjects of, of YouTube. So the guitar player of journey, um, found him on YouTube cause he was doing a bunch of like Zeppelin and journey covers and just posting them on YouTube and the, and he found him on YouTube and invited him to audition. Cause I don't know what was happening with Steve Perry at that time back then but um yeah invited him to audition and they hired him and so wow. that's how he got the gig so back in 2007 that's uh that's crazy i uh i like the song i think the thing that stands out the most to me is arnell's uh choruses they're very haunting hmm. like i find that the melody that he chose is is very yeah, eerie and, and haunting. And it's um I don't know. I'm I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the like pandemic inspired songs. I find a lot of them pretty uninspired. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like or forced, I guess is a better word. And uh this right. one I find is the same. Uh except that I do yeah. really love the melody of the chorus. Yeah. And I mean, Journey's always been really good at that. Totally. Um, the guitar, the guitar work sounded really good. Yeah, it's yeah. still their still their founding guitar player, actually. Wow. Um. So, like in that sense, very Journey esque. Totes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like it's pretty good. I'll. I mean, again, it stayed in my rotation, so we'll see. See how long it stays. Um, Okay, moving on. Speaking of uninspired, um, <laughs> that 
stupid Our Lady Peace single. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't even, I, I don't really want to spend the time talking about it. <laughs> no. It sounded like they were trying to be the Strokes or the Killers, but then, but then failing at that, Did, doing poorly. I felt the same way. I was excited about it because I love Our Lady Peace, but yeah, mm-hmm. not not a good song. Yeah, and I haven't minded like some of their newer stuff. Like their last album was not like half bad. It's no like Navid and the stuff they were doing in the nineties, but like Yeah. You can't expect that from them, I don't think. But No, of course. Um, like they, they evolve and get older too, but yeah, no, you're right. The recent stuff wasn't awful, but yeah, this song. Mm-mm. I just I just want to know why. Why did they why? <laughs> Why did they decide to do this and release it? Uh, maybe they think it's good. <laughs> maybe they've been listening to a lot of the strokes lately. Maybe. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I honestly didn't even finish the song. I, I think I there was like 30 <laughs> seconds left and they just kept repeating that chorus. Yeah. And then I just skipped to the next one and then took it out of my playlist. I was like, I don't need to hear that ever again. <laughs> Um, okay, the last one you gave me, uh, Within Temptation, they released three new singles, which I took to, I mean, on Spotify, it's like as a part of a whole EP, like just yeah. a three song little EP thing. Um, yeah, I haven't really listened to this band much. I mean, I, I liked, I liked the, the songs, um, that the I didn't look up her name. I'm sorry. The, whoever is singing for that band, she's got a lot of power in mm-hmm. her voice. Um, and I did kind of like the mix of like, like it kind of felt power metal-y, but also just like kind of like straight up hard rocky at the same time. Totally. It was like Hailstorm meets Blind Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> With less wizards. <laughs> um, just like music wise, that's the kind of vibe like it gave me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked, I liked, I liked the three songs and yeah, I think she's got a, like another killer voice, just another, another female presence in the, in the metal community there. Totally. Yep. Um, well, and apparently she's been around for a while. We were kind of discussing that. Like, they're, they're an old yeah, like band. Back in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure I didn't look into, like, the singer. I'm I'm guessing it might not be the same singer, but it might be. Who knows? Now I am curious. Now I am curious. And the 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 people that, that featured on the first song from that EP, um, Anna's Okay, they're very much the the same, like sounding. So if you're into that sort of stuff, Nightwish, Nightwish, Anna's okay. Oh, it is the same singer. I was just gonna say that forever, and the same bass player, and the <sighs> same huh. guitar player with harsh vocals. They've that's actually amazing for a band in this genre to last that long with that much of the same lineup. No kidding. So it's just been there. Their drums, they've had a lot of drummers. Yeah. I like these little charts that Wikipedia has. They're, yeah, they're, uh, what a great way to show 
a lot of information. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, kind of crazy that they've been going for, for that long. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're into that kind of night wishy stuff, definitely worth a listen. now it's my turn right it's your turn man i'm both very excited and very nervous you had a you had a you had a good list i really enjoyed listening to it cool where do you want to start you can start with death haven ma death death heaven death heaven great massive death color heaven uh i really liked it actually and it, so it's kind of like um not electronic, but like, I don't know, just good rock. I, I've, it's a genre I find hard describing. It actually reminds me, there's a local guy in town as well, or in, in Calgary, rather. His name's Ben Howell, and he distributes his music under a, a, a pseudonym called Howell Music, mm-hmm. which I actually would recommend checking out. Um, it's uh, um, They're releasing a new uh, album next month i think actually but anyways this reminded me of that and i didn't write anything else down besides that and overall i liked it is the point (laughs) yeah okay so um first of all are you familiar with any of their old stuff no okay so people out there if they're if you're listening and you're going to check out this new album or this new song this is a complete 180 degree turn from what they usually sound like. So picture the difference. Because I thought it was going to be metal. Yeah. So picture that like, you know how, um, you know how like Opeth used to sound and then they changed gears like with that Heritage album in, in 2006 and turned into like a 70s prog band. Yeah. Similar switch. Wow. So, like, Deaf Heaven is like very like atmospheric black metal vibes. Um, this is their first song ever with clean vocals. Whoa. Yeah. That is a big um, switch. And like they're uh they're definitely a, a love them or hate them band. Um with uh, with their old stuff, especially because like how it sounds and how it's mixed is is very unique and it and it kind of um i don't even know how to describe it like it almost sounds purposely poorly mixed like the like the drums and the guitars are very 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 loud and like shoegazy and then the the screaming vocals are always in the background right i picture what you're saying yeah yeah and so it's like very interesting and and kind of intense to listen to um 
but I like I really really like their old stuff too. So when I heard this song, it was I was like <laughs> my jaw was on the floor. I was like, this is nuts. But I loved it. Yeah, as well. Cool. So and from what I've read online, um, like Deaf Heaven fans are also very into this song. And in, in that little like in that little build up, kind of near towards the end of this new song where he lets out that scream. Yeah that one single scream that gives you that's like a a little flavor of what they usually sound like so it kind of gave you that at the end nice Um, okay so so if if you did like it um adam and listeners go check out howl music um his uh his drummer's from a metal background but his music is more like electronic and kind of floaty vocals so it's actually pretty interesting to listen to as well it's just called howl music H-O-W-E-L-L. Is he on Spotify? Oh, no, sorry. It's, sorry, it's called Howls. H-O-W-E-L-L-S. Oh, oh with that weird... Um, the weird face. Weird face. Yeah. Okay, I'll check So, it, yeah, it's Death worth listening. Like I say, the this uh, this new release from Death Heaven just reminded me exactly of, of Howls. Hmm. Okay, cool, cool. A Sonic Shapeshifter is his bio on Spotify. Nice. That is intriguing. Okay. Next. Uh, I listened to Leprous, Running Low. Mm. It's so good, dude. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I I listened to it a bunch of times, and it just... I between it and Castaway Angel, like the new album is gonna be so good. They play with cool timings, they play with cool grooves and a cool like cool ways to play instruments, I guess is the best way yeah. to put it. Like the the piano in this running low song is not how you'd ever expect anybody to play a piano. The with the tapping on the strings. Yeah. And yeah. uh it's, it's like very percussive almost, which is, is very cool. And it's also like mm-hmm. a weird chord, which is, and then to hear the singer sing over it is brilliant. <laughs> they're, I don't know. I can't really fully explain what they're doing, but <laughs> no. they're doing, but they're, but they're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing uh, it well. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've listened to that song like probably 15 times, like more than most songs that I gave you. Um, my, I, I posted the video on YouTube and I had, I have to shout out my sister cause it's funny that you say about how they played the piano because growing up, that's how my sister would play the piano. I pictured her, she would like lay on the floor, take off the front part of our piano and like, do exactly that oh really yeah (laughs) and she even she even commented on my on my post when i posted the video she was like she was like they stole my way of playing the piano and i was like absolutely they did she's ahead of immediately thought of her yeah (laughs) um but i agree with you this new album is going to be awesome and another band that took a very dramatic shift in their sound Mm -hmm. their their old stuff is like is like very heavy, still super proggy, but very heavy. And, but I've really 
more gravitated towards them when they started shifting their sound. So their latest album that came out two years ago, Pitfalls, is just like, uh, I don't even know, a masterclass in writing and like ambience and how you want to feel when you're listening to their music. Cool. Very cool. So yeah, very pumped. And yeah, this song is... Yeah, it's up there. Uh, okay, so I listened to Sleep Token, their new single, Alkaline. Okay, and this is your first experience with this band? Yeah, and I listened to one other song of theirs. Um, what the heck was it called? But I, I want, I made the a offering? note. Yeah, and I made a note to dig into them further. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, first of all, the drummer in this band is really, really good. He deserves a shout out for sure. Yeah. Um, and then in this particular song, Alkaline, the, the vocal melody is, is very repetitive, which normally doesn't grab me, but it's got different lyrics and I think it fits the song really well. It kind of creates a, a nice drone and then mm-hmm. it goes into a bridge, which just is amazing it's just super badass and then the uh, the drums to finish the song again like i that's all i I just couldn't stop raving about the drummer when i listened to this song totally yeah i mean i would say i would say sleep token is the best band out there that no one knows about okay is is how but they're but they're gaining their they're gaining momentum, so keep an eye out for them. Um, and yeah, if you dig into their their old stuff, like their their Sundowning album, which is their first album, um, you'll just go on a on a full range of emotions. <laughs> nice. I like to emote. Yeah, they they can get repetitive. Like when you listen to a, a full album of theirs, like sixty minutes worth of music. That would be my only knock on them is, is they, they can start to feel a little repetitive, but okay. So it'll be interesting to see how this album is this new one, but, um, and this is the band you said that, um, they all wear masks, right? They're all, uh, anonymous. Yeah. Okay. Nobody knows who they are. No one even knows where they're from. Wow. Just completely. Kind of like Ghost used to be, the band Ghost. Right. But now they're alive. <laughs> um, I, w- I wanted to ask, though, what you thought of the singer. Did you get, like, those hosier kind of vibes from him, or what did you think of the the actual singer himself? It wasn't what I was expecting from a singer, and I was really interested when you said that people are speculating that it's hosier, that hosier that's singing. Uh-huh. Um, I don't have an opinion on that yet. I haven't listened to them enough. I liked the singer. It surprised me and it's different over the type of music, but, uh, yeah, not, not in a bad way. Not, I just need to spend more time with it and kind of get used to it. So it doesn't surprise me every time I listen to it. Fair enough. Okay. Sleep token. Alkaline. So Neo, the Neo Morse band released a single called Do It All Again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It was a great, powerful ballad. Lots of prog rock influence. Nice organs over the chorus. The drums killing it as well. And then a beautiful solo at the end, which rounds out the song. Um, it is what I was expecting from the Neil Morse band. Like it was just, it's along the lines of like Dream Theater or um, any of those prog rock heavy hitters. Like it's just totally, it's, it's really good. And like you, you just, you run out of adjectives trying to describe it. So I just right. leave it at that. <laughs> So I did have one bone to pick with this song. Oh, do you? Okay. Um, the chorus felt like a like a worship song. Like the chorus yeah, yeah, gave yeah. me that feeling of like like what typical worship songs sound like. And especially that like chord progression of like C to F sharp to A to C to F sharp. Like, you know, those right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it gave me that like full on vibe and i was just like this this exact chorus if you even the lyrics a little bit but i was like this sounds like hillsong united <laughs> or something along those lines <laughs> fair enough Not that yeah. that's like a bad thing but like for a song like that um like especially with how it started and the other like elements of of that song or of that band in general um the chorus, like it's like good, it's catchy, but I just can't not picture it in a church. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll have to listen to it again with that in mind because I didn't pick up on yeah. that, but uh, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me see what I've got left on my list. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit out of order here because there's two that I want to leave to the end to talk about. Okay. Uh, I know what one of them is. Yeah. So Lorna Shore uh, to the Hellfire. Uh, we ended up watching this together um, off air. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I listened again. It's, it's still way too heavy for me. But uh, to, to your point, like you said, it's the heaviest song you've ever heard. And that's not far off. Um, for me, though, it's just like it's too much happening. And the snare like pierces through, which just annoys me. And the cymbals are lost uh-huh. compared to the triggered kick in the snare. Like just from a production standpoint, I find it very hard to listen to. And then like yep. when the when the singer s- snorts and p- pig snorts, I just I can't handle that. So <laughs> I listened to it once more and that, that was it. Uh-huh. that was it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a lot. Um, I'm still going to listen to the rest of the EP. Um, yeah. And this song, like on like on serious, like Octane and Liquid Metal, um, this song's getting a lot of airplay and like a lot of people are requesting to hear it. And really? maybe it's because of the maybe it's because of just like the, the craziness that, that is the ending kind of thing. Yeah. Um I totally agree with you on the production side. I actually like really like the song you know from a um a structure standpoint i actually really like the song as well like it's got a really good flow to it i just yeah i can't get past the the type of production which most of the time when i'm into this like heavy heavy music that's usually what stops me as well is like i can't hear what's happening totally um let's take a quick pause okay because I have, I want to say something not about this song, but about, I have a, I have a theory that okay. I'll, I'll bring back when, once we come back. 
Sure, I'll come back um, in five minutes. I've got a loaf of bread that I need to just go stretch out. Okay. <laughs> the Adam and Kyle podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Song Productions. Phoenix Song Productions is an AV system provider and integrator specializing in live sound production and recording. Phoenix Song Productions also offers technical consultations, permanent installations, and rentals. Phoenix Song's newest offerings include live streaming consultations, on-site audio and video recording, as well as technical and creative education. Check our website at www.phoenixsongproductions.com for the next education or entertainment event. Follow us on social media. Check the show notes below for links to our website and all of our social pages. Okay. So now that we're back, what uh, what's your theory? Okay, so... Um, this is going off of the Lorna Shore thing and just like in general, the, like, especially in the, in the metal genre, the songs that are coming out right now, I think that, um, like, especially with Lorna Shore, I, I, like I said to you before, I was like, this might be the heaviest song I've ever heard. And I've gotten that feeling from a lot of songs coming out. And I, I just had, I just have this theory that bands in that genre specifically, like there's like a lot of pent up emotion and rage (laughs) because of like the pandemic. Right. And I think that's just being translated into the music we're hearing. That's interesting. Okay. And cause like there's a couple songs I have for you on the next list and I just think about some of the releases that have come back come out that have come from these pandemic sessions and like a lot of bands are just like dropping these like random singles they're coming out of those sessions and they're all just so heavy and so angry sounding yeah yeah and I think it's just a product of like a lot of that like pent up kind of stuff that yeah. everyone's been feeling during this time. So that's Fair just enough. my theory. So I, I think that that song is going to just keep being heavier. Okay. Okay. So that's my theory. I like it. I think it makes sense too. Uh, so I listened to dead by April, the new single collapsing. Oh, that was on, did I give that to you or did you give that to me? Well, we gave it to each other, so I figured we could talk about it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I had that on my notes and I forgot to bring it up. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, do you, do you want to go first then since? No, you go first. Okay, it was, um, it, it's okay. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like yeah. dead by April. Like it's, it's along the same lines as slaves and everything. Like they're, they're good songs when you're in the mood for them. They're kind of like emo metal and they're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't really, a lot of their stuff lately hasn't grabbed me. Um, they do, they did get a new screamer mm-hmm. in 2020. And so, like, those were my favorite parts of the song. Because yeah. I thought he did sound pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you know anything about Dead Bray April, this is exactly what you'd expect from them. It's just kind of like 
That's right. And they're, like, there's, well, they're, go ahead. I was going to say they're kind of stuck in that. Remember when like abandon all ships was big and like metal bands were introducing that like electronic y totally style into their music? I feel like they're stuck in that era. Yeah, for sure. And like the cheesy electronics, not like the really like cool samples that are coming out now. Right. Yep. Yeah. And like when they first came out, like the first album I heard by Deb April was Incomparable, which was released in 2011. And like around that time, like that kind of style was new. And it uh, it really grabbed me because it was new and exciting. But then like they just never mm-hmm. changed after that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After I listened to this song, I actually went back and listened to the, that album because I remember really liking it. Totally. I'm pretty sure I, I brought it to a band practice we were having. Probably, yeah. And I was like, you got to listen to this. Um, and then I also listened to like old Abandon All Ships because I remember that EP that came out that we were obsessed with. Yeah, I've listened, I listened to, to it, it now. It's, yeah. it's not it's good. It's so bad. <laughs> it's actually awful. I know. I had the same thought. Oh, uh, like I listened, I did that with Abandon All Ships a while back and I'm like, this is just not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, some things just don't age well. So. Yeah, that's right. And electro metal is one of them. Right yeah, like I say, with the cheesy electro metal, like stuff like uh, Every Hour Kills uses a lot of samples, which are cool. And like there's some other bands that are using mm-hmm. some samples, which are cool, but they're just a little bit more tasteful and less cheesy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, uh, just cruising along here. There's, there's. You gave me a lot last week, so I'm just going to do an honorable mention for uh, Wolfgang Van Halen because I did listen to that album. Um, it wasn't on your list to give to me, but I just right. wanted to listen to it because we talked about it, and it uh, really liked it. It's just, it's so good. It's just really great, straight up hard rock. That's right. Yeah, and better than. Uh, uh, santa cruz which i classified as good straight up hard rock last time so i thought you were gonna say better than like some of the later van halen stuff which i also Uh, would agree with i yeah i definitely agree with that uh Um, okay yeah just put put the put the top down and blast this album and it's awesome yep the car top not your shirt (laughs) unless you want to i mean it's probably easier to put your shirt up than put the top down but (laughs) (laughs) should i wear my shirt up or down or possibly tucked in Uh, okay i listened to poppy the eat nxt soundtrack oh god i forgot that i gave this to you (laughs) i it's not what i was expecting based on the album cover or based on like the kind of feeling i got from the spotify account nope but I really loved it. Like it, it's just so right. good. <laughs> I don't understand it. So, uh, have you ever watched Sucker Punch? Yes, love that movie. Yeah, so that soundtrack from that movie is incredible as well. But this Poppy Eat album thing reminded me a lot of that soundtrack. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's just kind of like it's it's like girl screams is the best way to put it but not like metal girl screams Mm -hmm. but like some of the songs that this i think it's the second song on that ep in particular are like 
heavy. Yeah, for sure. And like, there's some really, really good. Heavy. There's some really good uh, guitar lines on it, and like great drumming, and it actually looks like she released an EP or a single, rather. Just, just like, recently. Yeah, like within the last day. Oh. Yeah, it's called her. I have to listen to that. Yeah. Um, also, just I need to point out another product of like, um, like some of the EPs that are coming out. I, as much as I love this, don't know how if I could last through a full length album of this stuff. Totally. But like the EP length is just perfect, short and sweet, about four or five songs. Boom. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be listening. Uh, to some of the older stuff too, because like I mentioned um, when we were talking about it, I love her album artwork. So I'm really curious if the rest of the songs kind of align with the artwork. Yeah, her one album, um, I disagree. Yeah, that looks like the like black metal. Stuff. Totally. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing that album cover around, and I went back and and looked at some some like albums of the year list in 2020 and it made a lot of metal magazines album of the year lists. Wow. Cool. So good for her. Okay, now the two I saved for last. The two you saved for last. Yeah. So the first one is Between the Buried and Me, Fix the Error. Yes. Uh, I listened to this song a bunch of times, and there's so much going on. But, yeah. like, they managed to maintain structure and flow, even with an opening bass solo, a halfway drum solo, and, like, a later guitar solo. <laughs> and, like, yeah. uh, it... There's, it's just, it reminds me a lot of Voice of Trespass, which is my favorite song off of that album. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, uh, Automata. Yeah, off of Automata. Um, but it seems like the evolution of Between the Buried and Me is kind of going that way with like really like genre fusion. Mm -hmm. Um, at the end, the, the guitar solo sounds like a Dragon Force solo, which is hilarious, <laughs> but it's really good. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and then the way that they use the banjo in that tiny little spot and then the vocal syncopation to go into the breakdown with the crazy vocal harmony that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just, it's right. really, it's really fucking good. Yeah. The, um, that little banjo part is a call to, well, this being the, the color or the sequels to colors. That's a call to um, answer the sky. There's that little banjo section in Ants of the Sky. Right. From the first one. Um, so I've only listened to this song once, and there's a very specific purpose for that. Okay. And it's just because I, I had to hear what what they their new sound sounded like. But with their album being released on, like, the 20th, mm -hmm. I, like, 
this is one where I, I have to hear it beginning as to a, end as an album in, yeah <laughs> as an album so i've purposely only listened to the song once okay yeah. but it kind of felt like a this album does fall directly in the middle of the track listing of the album and i think without knowing anything else about the album it's kind of like because the the song felt like just a, a melting pot of all these different styles it does yeah so i so i wonder if it's kind of like um i wonder if they're kind of gonna kind of use it as like an overture kind of thing but mm. in the middle not and not at the beginning interesting so i wonder if this is gonna have um or i wonder if you're gonna hear some like recurring themes from this song music wise in the rest of the album interesting thought interesting really good though but yeah it is really good. Um, some people don't really like where Tommy Giles is like how his screams sound because he changed up how he he changed up like his exercises and he changed up how he is screaming. Okay. And it's very different. Like he started it on the Automata record and it's very different from how they he usually sounds, I think. And... I think some people love it. Some people hate it. And I really like it. It's very, it's, it's very unique. Yeah. I was going to say that I, I love it. It sounds like, well, it's, he can hit notes differently. Like it's not just screaming for the sake of screaming. It's more melodic screaming. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't, there's not much more to say. My most anticipated album of the year right now. Awesome. Good thing you only have to wait like three weeks. Yeah, I think, side note, we should do a live reaction of this album, the whole thing. Sure, sure. Potentially. Okay, what's the last one? Bullet for My Valentine. (laughs) 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 And the reason I saved it for last is because I am so so torn on this song it's uh uh-huh. um i thought the intro was phenomenal i thought i hated the verse the chorus was okay but like <laughs> the, i think like did they get a new guitar player because it sounds totally different <laughs> um, i don't know if they did but yeah yes, it does sound totally different and like the vocals are week which has been the trend for bullet my valentine for a while yeah what happened to matt tuck's voice can we just talk about that um i don't know but it's not very good i actually went and i looked up a live uh concert from 2019 and his voice Uh is like old bullet my valentine like they're doing like forwards to choke upon and they're doing the poison and it was actually pretty cool watching this concert but he sounds really good so i'm not sure why he started mm. doing shitty melodies in songs <laughs> and like just sounding just bad. But that being said, I think the screams are so much better. Yeah, he. Um, yes, I yeah, agree like, with you tentatively. I yes <laughs> okay so like i i think like overall like the song i'm so torn off and it's gonna like i'll listen to the album but like i think 
like the melodic say is the worst part and it brings down the overall quality of the song phenomenally like i think the song had a lot of potential mm-hmm. just the melodic singing sucks so bad yeah yeah killer intro like you said love the intro yeah. um just because you mentioned it real quick same guitar player same or same lead well matt tuck does like lead and rhythm right so same guitar players since their inception but this but as of like 2016 new bass player new drummer Oh, the bass player oh, back on the old albums used to do a lot of the screaming too. Yeah. On the, so on the live recording of- on the live recording I watched, the bass player was doing a lot of the screaming and singing. So I didn't realize that he was a new member. Yeah, it'll be interesting. This is this is a weird band for me because like The Poison is one of those albums that it's like a staple in the metalcore genre. Totally. Like along with like some of those like Kill Switch albums and Atreyu albums, like everyone goes back to the poison. And you and I loved Scream Aim Fire. I think some people I think that's a pretty polarizing album for them. Yeah. Um, but you and I loved that one. Yep, definitely. And then so that's two albums. <laughs> yeah, their next four albums are not good. No. <laughs> And I think I was reading about it because I had, I have a, I have another, here's another theory. Um, when Fever came out in 2010, those recording sessions were written right after Matt Tuck went through a divorce. Oh, okay. And I think that was a turning point because, because since then the sound of the band and lyrically have just been awful. So bad. Yeah. And it and it sounds like he's writing with a broken heart, which isn't necessarily like a like a bad thing, but no, with but their music, not, it just doesn't. It's just it doesn't serve them well. <laughs> yeah. Interesting thing too. So I was watching that uh, 2019 live concert. So Matt Tuck, as I remember when we were listening to like the Poison and Screaming of Fire, was like this this baby face dude with long greasy hair like kind of looked like a G- d-gen from uh um what the hell's that show called are you thinking of um are you thinking of uh letter kenny i am yeah he looked like a d-gen from letter kenny <laughs> uh oh, that's funny but i watched this concert from 2019 and he's got like this beard big like chiseled beard and like this flat brimmed hat backwards and he looks like totally different he looks like a a gym jock almost Hmm. yeah which i think also serves him better because his face was very baby face before and now he looks like more manly but less metal i don't know it's a weird thing yeah if i was if i was in this band like i know you've had like a bunch of success like especially with your with your like first two albums um i would be changing my band name totally yeah and just kind of rebranding a little bit yeah because there was so many years of poorness <laughs> yeah and like looking back on it well e- even even when we liked the band like this is not a good band name no it's not even just change your name to bmfv yeah or bfmv yeah just change your brand right yeah yeah and just go by the um whatever that's called what's that called the um, acronym no thank you 
You're I was welcome. gonna say alliter- alliteration, but no, that would be like bullet bore by Ballantine. <laughs> Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, this song actually does make me look forward to the album. I really hope the melodic singing is better, but like, I really liked the screaming way more and yeah. i liked the guitar and like the riff and the feel of the song way more than what they've done previously yeah. we'll see i'll be very curious to see what the second single sounds like totes okay so that's bfmv that, that is uh, yes bullet for my valentine that is uh everything i've got for you today okay we'll think that does it then yeah so yeah you can check out all of these songs that we discussed on our Here's What's Spinning playlist on Spotify and Apple Music. That was more Bruce Dickinson for you. <laughs> I um, love when you do the voices. <laughs> and uh, for us, we have another new episode coming out next week with another special guest. And I also wanted to tease really quick... I guess I'll do this on air. I was going to tell you off air. I have, I was sent the new song by Shark Infested Daughters the other day. Oh. And they hired a new singer. Okay. And um, I can't tell you who it is, but it's someone from the scene. And it's, you might recognize the band. Like the band is is fairly well known. Yeah. I would say. Um, I'll, I'll tell you off air, but I won't okay. tell you now. Um, and uh, the song is phenomenal and a, and a very different direction for this band. Cool. And... So I was talking with the lead singer, Chris Thornson, and he wants to come on and talk about the new song and EP that they're going to be dropping later this year. So that's a little teasy taste for all you listeners out there. That sounds awesome. And uh, for those who don't know, Shark Infested Daughters is a fairly small local local group as well, but they're starting to make some waves. They've played with uh, uh, Trivium before and... and yep every hour kills and i think they've done a little bit of touring across canada as well um my favorite album by them was their original release in 2016 the these tides are tombs i thought that album was incredible and then uh they released EP phoenix down which was uh pretty good as well but i do go back to these tides are tombs all the time it's a great album um so yeah if you haven't checked them out i'll add i'll add a few of our favorite songs into our into the playlist to get you geared up but but keep an eye it'll it'll be a, a, a little while before the uh, he comes on and before you hear like an episode from him but uh get familiar with their songs because they're a uh this could be a potential breakthrough release for them i have a feeling cool that's exciting just judging from what the new song sounds like i'm super curious yes so as for us, this is <laughs> this has been a very long episode. Um, <laughs> but as I mentioned, you can listen to our Here's What's Spinning playlist on Apple and Spotify. Link in the descriptions below. 
Um, stay tuned for a new episode coming out next week on Thursday. And hit us with a like, follow, subscribe. Uh, you can email us at adamkylepodcast at gmail.com. I got it right this time. Nice. <laughs> and uh, give us some give us some music suggestions or just say, hey, tell us how you eat an Oreo. And as for us, we will see you next time. And thank you for hanging out with us. Boom shakalaka. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Please take a second to follow us on all of our social media. Links to our pages and any other material we talked about today are in the show notes below. Check back in next month for some additional conversation, laughs, and new music. And we wanted to give a big thank you to Adam's sister, Amanda Rishog, for designing our podcast cover image. She's a beautifully talented artist that has a tattoo shop here in Calgary called Living Prayer Tattoo. She specializes in fine line work, sacred geometry, and botanicals. Follow her online handle at Living Prayer Tattoo on Facebook and on Instagram, where you can find all of her work and booking information. And lastly, thanks again to Phoenix Song Productions for the continued technical and financial support, which helped make this podcast possible. We'll see you next time.